You're right. All right, Ryan, you ready? Can you hear me? Yep. All right. Ready to roll? Yep. All right. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of It's Too Worry Podcast, where three comic or three buddies talk about comics from today and their childhood. There's only two of us tonight. This is Ryan. And I'm Nick. And this week we will be covering the letter P. And The Sacred Six by Dynamite Comics. All right. Where do you want to start, Nick? I want to start by me putting the title of this episode wrong. I put, because I'm getting so confused, um, I put in O characters and it's supposed to be P characters. So if anybody catches me on that, I'm just going to put up straight right now that, yeah, that's my mistake. So (laughs) doesn't matter, right? Doesn't Um, matter. Right now, there's only me and you talking about stuff. So do you guys want you want to start with the see I said you guys I'm so used to Kirk being here. Um, do you want to start with Secret Sacred Six? Yeah, let's do that. Get it out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. Get it out of the way. Oh. So what I'm getting from this book, um, it just came out and it's by Christopher Priest, who I usually love. He's a he did the the best Black Panther series I've ever read. Mm-hmm. He also did uh, Quantum and Woody. He's always got this sense of humor, like tongue-in-cheek humor. Um, this book is about a town of vampires that's set next to a town of humans that have a truce that's going on. And the humans are trying to provoke the vampires into attacking them so they can attack and kill all the vampires. That sounds like a great idea. Um my favorite part of this book is the the corpse hanging from the tree that comes that they cut down and it comes back to life. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Those stupid humans keep thinking I'm a vampire. He's a he's a zombie. <laughs> then, Those stupid humans." But uh, this book has Vampirella, Draculina, Pantha, NYX, Chastity, and Lilith in it. I did not see Vampirella in this. Did you see outside her? Outside of the ad. No, outside of the ad in here, I did not see her in it. And Panther's a giant panther in this, which I haven't read anything with Panther in it in quite a while, so I'm not sure what that's all about. But... Because this was a spinoff of Vampirella, right? Yep. So, would I buy the second one? Vampirella is a slow burn, though. So, they're they're probably already planned out like twelve issues of this. So, it's going to be slow in the beginning. And yeah, it started off slow. Yeah, it was. I wish you know. I don't know. the art was good. I thought the art looked decent. You could really tell when Jay Lee was doing his stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I got lost in it a little bit. Um, having you kind of explain it a little bit makes a lot more sense to me now. I'm like, oh, that makes sense now. Because I wasn't really getting getting that, but I then realized that I didn't read the front page thing either. So <laughs> that, that's, that's kind of, that was important. That was important, right. That was really well, important. How many books do we pick up and there's something there and it's like, it has nothing to do with anything. Um, right. Well, like when you open a issue of the Fantastic Four and it says four adventurers travel to space and get hit with cosmic rays, come back yeah. to Earth and, and form the Fantastic Four. That's pretty much every first page of any comic book. And sometimes they're important. Sometimes they're just that. And most of the time they're just that. Yeah. So reading that now. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Um, <laughs> no, I thought the art was decent. Um, it, you know, like you said, every Vampirella I've ever read has been very slow burn. Um, I like some of the characters that are in this. I've, you know, Vampirella I've always liked. Um, Chastity I've always liked. Um, Pantha, like you said, it's been a while since I've read anything with Pantha in it. So, you know, there's a good group of characters there to do something with. Just wish you would, they would have done something to kind of, even if it is a slow burn, that's fine, but give you just something so you can kind of foresee what might be coming to hook you. Right. right? There really was no hook. No. It's like, okay, why would I pick up the second one of this? Um, yeah, but I don't know. I might it, pick up the second one just to see where it's leading to. Right. Because I, I do really like the characters. Yeah. So... We'll and see. I know you like uh, priest stuff as well, so you know that makes sense. You kind of know his writing better than I do, so. Oh, some of his stuff is just his Black Panther was amazing. Like, I was a fan of the Black Panther before, but after reading that, I was like, man, this this is what like one of the most well written characters in a long time. Like, you could just feel the love that he had for him. Mm -hmm. like, uh, he, that was before uh, the movie, right? Yeah, this was like in 2000. So I imagine his writing probably helped put that character more to the forefront for Disney. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it introduced his sister and um, a lot of the characters that were in the movie. Yeah. Well, downside is I don't know how, with it being a Dynamite book, you heard all the hubbub about Dynamite, haven't you? No, I have not. I have been stuck in uh, in hell for about a week. So. <laughs> well, I, I can't think what the group's called, but Dynamite came out and showing support of it. And this group was associated with... Um, Oh, not giving equal rights to everyone, you know. Okay. Um, and so a lot of the writers and artists are coming out and saying, um, I won't work for Dynamite while they're associated with this group. Um, 
and they've come in some under some heavy fire. And a few of them even said if they even if they disassociate with the group, they will not continue to work for Dynamite. Huh. So a lot of their writers and their um, artists are coming out and saying that, and uh, so they're kind of waiting to see how everything plays out. Um, you know, some of them are under contract, so obviously they're they're probably still going to be doing stuff, but you know, um, if the right person, you know, in this case, maybe Christopher priest goes, yeah, because of your association with this group, I don't want to write this anymore. What's that do with this series? Do we lose that? Obviously we probably lose that slow burn. We get to somebody else that comes in and does something completely off the wall. And you never really figure out where it's going from, from issue one. So, All right. I was going to save it for the news portion, but since we were talking about a dynamite book and, you know, kind of waiting to see where it goes, that could influence things. All right. So, uh, did you read a character with the letter P this week? Yes, I did. All right. Can you believe it? So I got that right. I just didn't get the title <laughs> of the episode right. <clears throat> so, what do you got? we're going. We're going from one bad girl to another bad girl. Um, I read Phantom Lady number 20 from 1948. Whoa. So this book is gorgeous. Um, the, the term bad girl or good girl art. Yes, that's exactly what this is. Um, Usually it's about, it's, it means like women doing like seductive poses, right? getting into trouble, wearing small bits of clothing. Well, Phantom Lady is the originator of that pretty much. Um, but this, okay. So let me just go through this. There's two stories in this book, right? First mm -hmm. one is called Ghost Galleons and Gold. So, uh, what's her name? Sandra, Sandra Knight. She's she's a wealthy, well-to-do socialite, kind of like every vigilante in the nineteen forties and nineteen thirties. Of course, she's got a boyfriend who is chauvinistic, pretty dumb, and. He, he, he gets in a lot of trouble because he's really, he's kind of a doof, right? Right. Well, he's making a deal with this guy that he just met to finance a treasure hunt. And the guy's like, yeah, um, hundred thousand bucks. That's all I need is a hundred thousand bucks. We'll, we'll dive down to this sunken treasure. We'll bring up the gold. She's like, well, how about you give us proof, then we'll give you the money. Because $100,000 is a lot of money. Right. But I'm not just going to give you money. And this this book is crazy. So they see these guys walk out of her apartment. And these two gangsters are sitting in their car. And they're like, hey, something must be up. So they're leaving the night residence. So they follow these guys. Oh, my God. It's just weird and an old pirate ghost shows up and <laughs> you know 
she they get in trouble right and she gets pushed out of the side out of the way with by her boyfriend right and she's like well now it's time for family to appear and she strips off all her clothes and puts on this little thing and knocks them out <laughs> and it it all ties up at the last last like panel right where where she's like yeah it's a good thing that uh we stopped these guys and then this old pirate ghost isn't a dude from he's not a ghost he's a he's a he's an escape mental patient like well where where was all this in this book i mean <laughs> i don't remember this at all the second one oh my god so if it's called the fat connoisseur and they're walking down the street and sandra and her boyfriend don pass an artist who's selling paintings kind of like pablo picasso used to do mm -hmm. and he's like oh that's disgusting blah, blah blah it's horrible and she's like no it's beautiful i want to buy one so she buys a picture from him and after she buys it hoodlums show up grab him and throw him in the back of a diaper van and drive off and her boyfriend's like no he's an artist he's just doing this for attention because all, all artists are just doing this, you know, getting kidnapped for attention. <laughs> so the, the artist got kidnapped by a guy who's uh who wants to promote his work and get his name up there and then kill him. So his paintings will be worth stuff. Value. Right. And So, so Sanders convinced that this is an act because her boyfriend says it's an act and she, they're at their home and they're having a dinner party and this um, big wig art guy is there and he's like, this is amazing to the painting. This is amazing. Whoever this guy is, a, is a real master. And Sanders automatically assumes, oh, now it must be real. He must have been taken. I'm going to go and save him, but I can't leave by a door because this is my house and I can't change into phantom lady. So instead of just changing her clothes after she goes outside, she changes her clothes and then cops out the window on blankets tied together. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So long story. She, finds the guy that kidnapped him, takes him down, and he goes to prison. And it's, I really like it. I mean, it sounds really stupid, but I really like this book. I'm glad I picked the, the hardcover Roy Thomas version up. Because nice. it's, it's real fun to read. It's a real fun book. My only exposure was DC did a remake of her for like six issues. Oof, By probably. Amanda Connor? Uh, maybe. It was like... Or did Phantom she just Lady. do the covers? I think she just did the covers. Because it was like Phantom Lady and some really like Ant-Man type character. Dollman. I think what it's called. Was it? Dollman? Yeah. 
And I did They're enjoy always... that series. That's uh, like the third person to be called Phantom Lady. Really? Yep. There's been three. Wow. And she got she got in so much trouble with the uh uh what is that? Uh when they made that big stink in the fifties. Uh-huh. Seduction of the innocent, right? Right. Pretty much killed her whole her whole thing. Hmm. So that's why she wears the yellow. And I don't yeah, I mean she's she's iconic. There's been so many characters that have been based on her. Um, like Sally Jupiter from Watchmen. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and you know, just a lot of characters have been based around her, and there's still books of her going on, but it's in Fem Force, but her name's different. Hmm. Because DC owns the rights family the rights to Phantom Lady, but. They don't own the rights. I don't think they own the rights to the original. So the look of Sandra is used in Femforce as Night Vale. Okay. Wow. That was really cool. 1940. Wow. Yeah, I was going to do. Uh, I was like, I could do the Punisher, or I could just, you know, do something. But I want to do something old. Yeah. No, that's cool. I like that. Well, I did one old too, from but not as old as yours. Uh, <laughs> so this is from nineteen fifty. Let's see. Is that no nineteen sixty four? My bad. It's Tales to Astonish number fifty three. This is the greatest second appearance Marvel ever had. Any guesses on who it is, Nick? Hmm. Tales from Science, 1963? 64. Plant Man. You are so close. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is the second appearance of the porcupine. Yay! <laughs> I should have guessed. <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to get it. Um... This is the first time I've read it, um, to be honest. And two stories. Stan Lee wrote it, and then Dick Ayers is the uh, artist. And I forget how cheesy some of these older books are. Um, Mm -hmm. Porcupine ends up using one of his needles and hits Giant Man and... He gets injured, he falls to the ground, he sprains his ankle, but he can't reduce down in size because then his bones won't set right because he fractured it as Giant Man, so he's got kind of laid up. So (laughs) the porcupine came up with the idea, or Alex Gentry did, came up with the idea that he was going to join the the Giant Man and Wasp fan club, which are a bunch of little kids. He shows up, and all the little kids are dressed up like the Black Knight and the Human Top and Egghead, blah, 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 all these villains of 
giant man, and he dresses up as the porcupine. So he's got the only legit costume. <laughs> they go to the hospital to visit him. He ends up kidnapping the wasp. Giant man can't move around because of his leg. I, it, it's just absolute ridiculousness. Um, and I loved every second of it. They made Porcupine seem like he was a bad, like a true bad guy, not just some silly joke. Um, you know, Porcupine ended up taking the giant serum or whatever, but he takes so much of it that he it throws his whole system off. It, it's just utter chaos. It was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. Um, this is just... I'm glad I picked it up. Porcupine's been one of my favorite villains for ages, for whatever reason. I have no idea. And reading some of the origin stuff of the Porcupine, just so much fun. Yeah. So yeah, th this is a great book. And I honestly, you know, I didn't realize Stan Lee wrote it. And I thought that was really cool too. Um, reading some of his original stuff. Cool. All right. So that takes us to uh, going ons at the shop. Am I right? Am I missing a segment? Nope. Uh, <laughs> hey, Ryan, what's going on at the shop? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, not entirely sure. Uh, they did get finally. Um, so two weeks ago, they DC went off on their own to their publisher. They're trying to get books through this new publisher and the shop did not get um, their DC books. They are receiving them this week uh, for that previous time frame, And now they're back on schedule with the current DC books as well. Um, they did get some extra things signed by uh, Dominic Pace, the gecko from the Mandalorian uh, that they have for sale in the shop uh, in Krypton as well. Um, so they got that going on. Um, you know, things are slowly starting to get back to normal. They still haven't got the game running room up yet. I doubt if they're going to do that anytime soon, just with um, some of the requirements that are still going on with the whole COVID thing. But uh, yeah, uh, they're constantly bringing in new stuff. So definitely go over and check them out. Yeah. I couldn't imagine like playing like Pokemon or magic. Six yeah. feet apart. You know, hold yeah. on. I'm going to run up, put down my my card, and then run as away. As long as you back you up run first. Up, <laughs> and you put the card down, and then I'll run up. <laughs> Let's play some hero clicks. All right. <laughs> oh, that'd just be chaos. And then uh, you have to sanitize the board every time you touch it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know they even they're doing online artist jams and things like that. Um, but yeah, things are slowly getting back to normal as far as business goes. But uh, yeah, they haven't quite gotten everything opened up to the, on the gaming level yet and everything like that. All right, so that brings us to the random reads. Um. Would you like to go first, Nick? I have four, but they count as three. So, yeah, I can do go first. 
It's cool. Cool. All right. Okay. So like I said, I was, I'm actually impressed by Empire by Marvel. Oh my God. So good. I picked up uh, Empire number one this week. Mm-hmm. It's a big old book with six bucks, but my God, is it worth it? Who's writing Just, it? This is by Al Ewing and Dan Slott. Huh. And yeah, it's really good. Like, I, I can't even, I don't want to give anything away because I really love the Kree Scroll War and uh-huh. the Kotati. And yeah, there's so much backstabbing political thing between the Kree and the Scroll and the Kotati and the Marvel heroes. And oh man, they, let's just say somebody gets duped a oh, big time. And wow. yeah, somebody, somebody screws up massively and you see Hulkling and I'm used to seeing Hulkling as the timid character from young Avengers. Uh-huh. He, yeah, he comes out strong in this. He like a revolution of that character is happening. So I think he's wow. going to be a huge part of Marvel for, for a while. Until they bring out their next giant crossover, which is going to be Nolt against the Marvel Universe. Gah. Right? I know. <laughs> I saw that and was like, come on. Enough. But yeah, Empire, awesome. I would recommend going pick it out. Pick it up. Um, you don't need to know anything about the Kree Scroll War, it fills you in. That first, the zero issues are a perfect tie-in for this. So I recommend going out, picking that up. And I found Transformers 84 number one also this week. Uh So I went back and reread zero and one. Oh my God. Like Furman knows his Transformers. Like nobody else. He, He knows plot holes from cartoons. Like, oh, this 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 happened in Marvel Comics number 11, but didn't appear again until Marvel UK number 85. And this this was brought up in episode three, but never brought up again. So I just was going to have some fun and going to throw it in this issue. So episode one was Optimus, you know, um, Spoiler alert, this book has been out for four months. If you haven't read it yet, I'm sorry, but Optimus did not send the Autobots on the Ark to find a world to populate. He put them on the Ark to get attacked by Decepticons so he could destroy the Decepticons. Boom. Done. (laughs) And it worked. Maybe. You know, kind of it worked in his eyes. Um, then they brought out issue one called Secrets and Lies. And this is about uh, Shockwave and uh, Punch and Counterpunch, who are the double and triple agents, Transformer. 
And it's from Counterpunch's point of view about how manipulative and calculating Shockwave is. It's awesome. God, I'm such a huge Transformers fan again. It's not even funny. Um, it's all thanks to Furman for putting out some incredible books in IDW for the last 18 years of nothing but superb Transformers stories. Mm -hmm. So my hat goes off to Simon Furman. And I want to make something clear. I do not hate the Legion of Superheroes. I love the Legion of Superheroes. I love them so much that I feel free to make fun of them. So, Scott, if, if I made you angry that I ripped apart the Element Lad story, I'm sorry. Um, I want to make it up to you. So I did. I read Legion of Superheroes number seven from 1985 by Paul Levitz and Steve Lytle. Oh, this was the first Legion book I ever read. And reading it again solidifies my love for these characters. And what's great about it is there's only like five of them in this book. You have Ultra Boy, Element Lad, Shrinking Violet, um, Phantom Girl, Chameleon, and that's it. They're in limbo, and they're trying to find a way home, and they they come across this planet, and so they stop, and everything on this planet is dead, and it's all roboticized. Like, it's all just been, like, turned into a giant factory, and there's no 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 living things on this planet. And so they keep looking around, and they find the source of or whatever this factory is making. And you want to talk about synchronicity? So they are making <clears throat> a sun killer, the same thing that killed Feral Lad, which we talked about a couple of episodes ago. Mm -hmm. And they are having to figure out how to destroy it and still get home. So this book was amazing. I mean, I love it. I love the artwork. I love the story. I love the characters. So, and it's, it, I think the thing with the sixties Legion was that they made it easy to make fun of. They weren't a team. They were just a bunch of hecklers. They did things to each other that friends usually wouldn't do. But the later on stuff, the Paul Levitts, the Mark Wades, they made them a team. So I, I have more of a love for the later Legion, like the 85 Paul Levitts Legion than I do for the originals. But I still love the originals. So I just want to make that clear that I don't hate them. So, and if you, if you have a, a book you want to talk about, send it to me. I mean, if I love it, I love it. If I hate it, I hate it. I'm going to tell you the truth. So. All right. That's me. I'm done. Cool. All right. So I got three of them. 
Um, I bit the bullet. I got G.I. Joe's Snake Eyes Dead Game by uh -huh. Rob Liefeld. Uh -huh. <coughs> Boy, this uh -huh. made me miss Bloodshot and Brigade. Um, <laughs> he did an amazing job. He made Snake Eyes look fantastic. He, he is exactly what I picture Snake Eyes should look like. He did that. He did a great job with that. The problem is the rest of it. <laughs> and there is a lot of it. Um, roadblocks in this, he looks like he is a... He, roadblock and Joe Colton's in it. Um, Tripwire is too, but you don't get to see his face at all. Um, but these guys look like they came out of the... 1996 Captain America relaunch that Liefeld wrote where massive pecs, tiny heads, mm. fists constantly because he doesn't want to draw fingers. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to see what his take would be on a snake eyes battling like a ninja clan or uh, Cobra or something, right? No, he is fighting some kind of mythic dead guy that comes back every hundred years and does a game, this thing called the Dead Games. I'm, yeah, I is a is a tough one. Um, he did a decent job with Scarlet. Uh, Timberwolf, the wolf, looks like a pissed-off badger. Um, it's, okay. <laughs> this... I'll be interested to see... I'll probably get the next one to see where he's going with it. But, you know, when you have, like, a character like a Snake Eyes, I think that's where he really stands out with his artwork because you don't have to draw facial expressions, things like that. It's everybody else's surrounding characters like Snake Eyes. That becomes a little rough. I love this stuff in the 90s. Brigade and Bloodstrike are still two of my favorite image books of all time. I like it because I reminisce about it. I don't want to see it now. <laughs> so... Um, the next one is called Engine uh, Engine Warp. I think that's what it says. Yeah, Engine Warp. They made the P kind of look like a D, so I was trying to make sure it wasn't Ward. Um, this is by Vault Comics. Uh, I've talked about a lot of Vault Comics. Um, they're one of my favorite publishers, along with Aftershock. And uh, this is taking place in the future. Um, There's still, like... It, it, it's a futuristic world, but they got these gigantic worm snake like things that attack that kind of look like dinosaurs. Um, robots are still marching around, you know, that kind of a thing. They're writing. It's just like that futuristic world. So you're used to seeing with dinosaurs involved, uh, basically. And there is a revolt in the city 
uh, because they're rationing how much water is being given out to the peasants. And the group that is determining this is a group of people named after all the astrological signs. And they're voting on it, but they always make sure that they don't give out the water. They're like, well, how are we supposed to use the water for baths and things like that if we're giving it to the people? They're not going to get it, but we'll vote for it and make it sound like we're doing something right moving forward, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, this was a slow burn as well because um, you're trying to figure out where they're going with it. At the very beginning, uh, an archaeologist finds a robe, like um, a cyborg head, and he takes it back to his girlfriend and she plugs it in, and she's she's like, oh, I don't even know where this is from. This is excellent. Uh, and it's starting to charge up, and somebody is using it to kind of spy on what's going on in the city. Um, it's been my experience with Vault Comics that the first issue doesn't always grab you immediately, but next issue is where they really grab you and get going. This is the them setting things up. In the second issue, they always go. And that's why, you know, one of the things I always say is give it a couple of issues because the first issue may not mean anything to you. Second issue is usually where it kind of picks up and goes. Um, And I really think that with Engine Warp, that's what's going to be happening. Um, So, yeah, if you see it, definitely pick it up, give it a shot. And the final book is an older one, not as old as Tales to Astonish, this was from 2013. It's called Todd, the Ugliest Kid on Earth. Have you heard of this one, Nick? No. <laughs> so I remember reading this originally, and I thought it was hilarious. Um, and that was back in 2013. I read it again because I wanted to review it, and I forgot how raunchy it was um but it is hilarious um it's all about this kid named todd um he always sees a good let's see it says that uh, he's incorrigibly upbeat sees good in absolutely everything desperate to make friends but can't because his parents make him wear a bag on his head he's not allowed to have a dog he secretly brings insects into the house as pets that's what you need to know about this kid. This kid's walking around with a bag on his head constantly. Um, okay. <laughs> he tries to make friends with a new girl that's moving into the town, and some bullies show up and kind of beat him up, and jokes ensue, blah, blah, blah. And he ends up, <laughs> his mom asks him to take out the trash. Or, so he takes it, and he's like, can I wait until it's done thunderstorming? And she's like, no, go out now. He takes it out, and a axe murderer goes after him and then he looks at him and goes, wait, I only take cute kids. You're not cute. So no, I'm I'm not going to take you. But he did hand him a couple of dolls that from the new neighbor that uh, she was playing with that when he took her. So he gave him these two dolls. So now everybody thinks Todd is the serial killer because he had the dolls. (laughs) And, it, 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 this is just insane. Um, 
It was actually optioned to be made into a show. Uh, I don't know what the progress of it is. Most of the books are super cheap. I think the first issue is 12 issues, or excuse me, $12. The rest of them, probably cover price, uh, if less, which was at that time three bucks. Um, you can find the trade for this. It's got this and then the second part to it as well. They, they actually made it a second series. This is just unbelievably entertaining. Uh, it needs to be read if you're of age because there is some raunchy stuff in this. But uh, I was laughing so hard. I forgot how funny this was. I knew I needed to read it again. And, uh, yeah, very enjoyable. Definitely have to check it out. Cool. That's what yeah. I had. Uh, can I borrow that when we're back together? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I'll, I'll throw in the pile of things I have that are yours. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that wraps up the random read. Time for the top ten. And our top ten this week is the letter O. Uh, you know what? I'll go first today. Okay. So ten is Owl Man. Nine is the Owl. Eight is Osiden. Seven's Omac. Six, Odin. Five, Orion. Four, Omega Red. Three, the Orb. Two, Onslaught. And number one, Oliver Queen. Not Green Arrow, but Oliver Queen, the political nut. That's his regular personality before he puts the suit on. Nice. Now, a lot of people would pick the alternate identity, you know. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Um, mine is Obsidian's number 10, 9, Orca, 8, Orion, 7, Outlaw, Six, the Owl. Five, the Order of Saint Dumas. Four, Doctor Octopus. Three, the Orb. Two, Optimus Prime, because he showed up in comics before the cartoon. Yep. And number one, the Octopus from Aquaman. <laughs> Go back to the 1960s Aquaman books and look at the octopuses or the octopi. They look like they're straight out of Disney cartoons, and they're pretty adorable. <laughs> I I used to write for another, like, just for fun, I would put Aquaman reviews up on their site, and I wrote at least three different stories or reviews on the octopus from Aquaman. They're great. I mean, they're just like big, doe-eyed, Disney-looking octopuses. Octopi. Whatever you want to call them. Did you get good re responses from your reviews? I don't know. I think I think the one that I remember most was, there's already a podcast that does Aquaman reviews? Well, yeah, that's great, but that's not mine. <laughs> so... Maybe I'll just do a podcast about the Aquaman octopus. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> so, oh, and one other thing. We now have two more 
Patreon subscribers. I'd like to give a shout out to Christine and Eric. Thank you very much. It's very appreciated. And let me know if there's anything you guys want to hear. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're coming along. We're making a sweet $9 a month. So we still don't have to pay taxes on it. Ah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what the government does once they're once they're like, oh, you have you're you're making money on this. Yeah, making so much. But so. we do appreciate it. Thank you very much. That's so great. Any any news this week? Oh, dynamite! The dynamite thing was my big news. Um, I have two. Oh, go for it. So uh, Matt Kent is bringing out a new book with Boom Studios, co-created with Keanu Reeves, called Berserker. It's going to be out in October of 2020. And it is about a half-mortal, half-god that is cursed with violence. Yeah, I can't wait. I think it's uh, already been optioned for a movie. Probably. <laughs> probably. And seeing Keanu Reeves as a barbarian is awesome. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for this book. It's going to be fun. And we watched nine out of the ten episodes of the Swamp Thing TV show this week. The new one? Yeah. Yeah. And I want to smack the new owners of DC Comics for canceling that after one episode. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. It is super good. And one of yours and my favorite characters are, well, there's three of me. Okay, so I'm just going to say there's four, five of our favorite characters in this. So it's got Abby Arcane. It's got Alec Holland. It's got the Phantom Stranger. It's got Daniel Cassidy, who is the Blue Devil, uh-huh. and Madame Xanadu. Oh, really? What? Blue uh, Devil and Madame Xanadu? Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's got Danny. Be- like, you got to see it, man. It's He's got a Blue Devil suit in a box, and... He talks about the deal he made with that demon uh-huh. and, and how he's sent to this little town to protect somebody. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It is so good. Like I recommend going out and seeing it. It is violent. It is gory. It is bloody. It's better it than is... the original movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. It, it is. I'm, I won't say it's better than the TV show. Well, I won't say it's better. No, the cartoon. No, no, it's the best thing for Swamp Thing in a long, long time. Wow. Yeah, so, I've heard good things about it. I'll have to see if I'm tracking it down. Um, we got it from the video store. Really? Yep. The uh, family video that's still around. Uh-huh. 
You can pick yeah. it up for 50 cents a disc. Well, that's not bad at all. No, just borrow it for a buck, and then you have a whole week. We That's how we did uh, Star Trek Discovery. We right. thought we were just getting disc one. We got five discs. Wow. At like a dollar. I was like, oh, all right. I'll have to go check that out. Yeah, so now I'm kind of interested in the other DC shows, but I don't know. Well, I've heard really good things about Doom Patrol. Uh-huh. A lot of people said that they really like that. I really want to see the interpretation of Hawk and Dove in the Titans. Mm. See how they do that. Yeah. I'm not really interested in the Titans. I just want to see Hawk and Dove. Yeah. So. Hmm. And I, it's just too bad that that series didn't keep going. Yeah. What was the reasoning behind them canceling it after one episode? I don't even remember. Um, who bought them? Uh, AT&T time. It's AT&T, uh, right? Yeah, I think it was AT&T. They, I think they just didn't have any faith in it or that they were just coming in and wanting to stop everything. Right. So yeah, they just canceled it right then, right when they bought mm. it. Weird. Yep. Yeah, I've heard nothing but positive reviews about that. So that that's awesome. Yeah, but seeing a potential Blue Devil on TV. Oh, that would have been fantastic. Great, because he's starting to show up in episode nine. Oh. Yep. Like, he's already, I'm not going to spoil this, but he's already made the deal. Right, mm-hmm. and they, they, he keeps bringing up the deal with the demon, and he gets hurt really bad, and somebody injects him with something, and it has an inverse reaction, and he just starts glowing blue, and his eyes start glowing, and it's like, oh my god, come on, just ah, but yeah, it's it's really it's it's a disappointment that it didn't go any further. Huh. I'll have to look into that though. Because I always like the character Swamp Thing, and then if they're getting those other characters involved a little bit. Yeah, when the Phantom Stranger showed up, it was like, okay, yeah, I get it. Because he's he's not like the the comic book Phantom right. Stranger. But yeah, what, and he never goes by name. You just have to assume that that's who it is. But he does use the word phantom and stranger <laughs> in his dialogue. So, Was that the show they also referenced Dr. Fate's helmet to? That hasn't shown up, but that was also in Smallville. It was also in Constantine. Maybe I was thinking of Constantine on that. Yeah. I'm, they got to stop. Uh, what, what do I want to say? Um, leading us on with Dr. Fate. You know, he showed up in Smallville, but he looked horrible. But everybody in Smallville looked horrible. Mm-hmm. Except for Hawkman. Um, 
but yeah, and Constantine, like, she wants to pick up the helmet. He's like, don't pick that up. You never want to pick that helmet up. And that's all they said about it. I mean, it's just sitting there in the middle of his house. It's like, oh, no, put it on. Put it on. Put it on. Oh. Wow. That's cool. Well, yeah. I didn't know that they had those over there at all. I didn't know they were even releasing them. So they were yeah. still strictly to Disney, uh, to Disney, uh, to you know DC's network. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope, they're on DVD and Blu-ray. You can. I'm not sure where you can pick them up, but I I know you can rent them there. So, cool. I'll have to look into that then. Awesome. All cool. right. So what what are we doing next week? We're doing uh, Q characters and oh, yeah. a new issue. Yeah. Q. Why don't we just all do Quasar? Okay. Or Quasar. the question. Or. All right. Is there any other cues? Uh... Quasimodo. Cubert? <laughs> did they make a Cubert comic? I'm uh, sure they did. I'm sure it's a star comic somewhere. <laughs> you know, we've reviewed question. Why don't we do a Quasar book? Okay. We'll do a Quasar book. Uh, the letter P is our top ten. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about Yep. Yeah, let's just pick a different quasar. Yeah, that works for me. Awesome. All, All right. right. So I think we're good, huh? That, yeah, that'll wrap us up for the evening. Cool. So, um, well, as always, thank you for listening. And if you uh, like what you hear, please provide us some feedback on any of the methods that you are choosing to use to listen to this. We do take all that feedback very seriously, and we want to be able to use that to help improve the show and make it more what you guys want to hear. So uh, please give us a review. Um, let us know what you're thinking. And Nick, did you want to promote your other shows? Um, we're also doing – oh, my God. I have been brain dead so long. Um, we're currently doing a D&D season right now. We're doing – Curse of the Mad Mage. We are on episode 14. And you can find that at Roll Die for Adventure podcast. It also contains our Ghostbusters episodes, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Beyond Supernatural, some board games that we played like um, Tomb of Dr- or Curse of Dracula, stuff like that. We have probably uh, 240 episodes out there right now go check it out. It's fun. Um, if it's not safe for work, do not have it without headphones. It is um, full of dirty <laughs> jokes, innuendo, horrible sexual acts, stuff like that. You probably love it. Um, but yeah, um, Ryan can attest to that. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. want your headphones in at work. <laughs> you don't want to. Some of them you don't even want to listen to at work. Because what, what happens if your headphone comes out? But um but they are very funny. On our, uh, we do have a Patreon going that includes this show and Roll Die for Adventure. 
and we do put out episodes early. Right now, like we are in the middle of doing Dungeons and Dragons, and this could last for quite a while. But there is the first episode of Ghostbusters out there right now. Um, it's for everybody who donates a dollar or more. And it's appreciated if you guys go out there and check it out. Um, all the links are in the show notes. So if this is live, so it'll be coming out tomorrow. Just check the show notes for how to get a hold of us. Cool. All right. Well, it's been Ryan. And Nick. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you.